We are in the beginning of another Bitcoin cycle. Many listeners and viewers have reached out to me asking me how they can safely buy, secure, and store Bitcoin and how they can set up an automated Bitcoin savings account. I've used Swan Bitcoin to dollar cost average throughout the entire Bitcoin cycle with an automated Bitcoin savings account. You can start your Bitcoin savings account at www.swanbitcoin.com forward slash Cashflow Ninja and get $10 free in Bitcoin. That's www.swanbitcoin.com forward slash Cashflow Ninja. The world is going through changes. Changes happening at a speed that we have never seen before. This is leading to disruption, chaos, panic, fear, hysteria, and a turbulent economy and marketplace. How do you protect your wealth in a turbulent world? How do you invest for cash flow and alternative assets to escape the rat race in times of uncertainty? How do you decentralize yourself, your family, your community, your business, and your investments to become sovereign and escape the matrix? If you are looking for strategies, tactics, and techniques to escape the rat race and matrix, you are in the right place. My name is MC Lobsher, and this is Cashflow Ninja. This is Cashflow Ninja. My name is MC Lobster. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode and spending your most valuable resource, your time, once again with me. Everything Cashflow Ninja is at CashflowNinja.com. That's CashflowNinja.com. I've got a fantastic show for you today. I'm joined by Buck Joffrey. It's great to see you, Buck. Good to see you, man. Yeah, I've been looking, looking forward to our conversation. Yeah. Uh, by the way... Um, Buck Joffrey has been on the show before. We've had great conversations probably for like six or seven years now. So time flies when you're having fun. So I would highly recommend people check that out too at cashflowninja.com. Um, Buck, for folks um, that are not familiar with you and what you're up to, uh, can you just tell folks who you are and uh, what you do? Yeah. So I'm a former surgeon. I mean, that's uh, usually a place where I start because it's the 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 thing that's a little different about me. Uh, neurosurgery, head neck surgery, plastics, all that kind of stuff. I only I only practice for about um, after residency. Uh, I practice for about six, seven years. Uh, but what happened to me right after residency is I, I read Robert Kiyosaki's uh, cash flow quadrant and it immediately had sort of this uh, epiphany that I was more of an entrepreneur than I was a high, a professional. So I ended up being uh, a, an entrepreneur who happened to be a surgeon. And the surgeon part went away after about seven years of, so about, you know, 20 years of education or so kind of lost, but uh, got myself uh, in the position where I really, um, you know, I started a podcast called Wealth Formula Podcast. And it's been around for almost a decade now. So you and me, by the way, we are the like grandfathers in this space. I mean, it is hilarious when you think about it, like yep. how quickly that happened, where like no one was really podcasting back then. And and now everybody and their mother is podcasting. But uh, yeah, started yep. a podcast. And um, before you know it, uh, the podcast ended up, uh, um, you know, a lot of people wanted to, 
were interested in investing as well. We started a a real uh, an investor group, an accredited investor group, and uh, uh, started uh, buying quite a bit of real estate and and doing other things like that. Uh, you know, billion dollars of assets later. I mean that here we are. So it happened pretty quickly, but. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I do, or that's what I've been doing for the last uh, several years. And of course, uh, now I have another podcast, which we'll talk about a little bit later. This is sort of the full circle of uh, me getting back into the medical thing. But yeah, that's that's who I am. Well, Formula Podcast, I guess. Awesome. Yeah, I, it's crazy how time flies, right? Like yeah. you said, <laughs> it's uh it's been it's been quite a ride with it with the podcasting. I had to share with someone the other day that um I'm like, do you even know where the term podcast comes from? You know, you used to have an iPod where you have to download right? like your audio files onto the iPod. Yeah. So you had the pod podcast. And the person was like, What are you talking about? Like, but it was funny. Um, I know when we <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. When we uh when we start started, it, you had to explain what it is, right? So right. now it's 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 kind of crazy to see just how it's grown and um the amount of shows that are out there and, and so forth. But um what are you seeing out there in the world with regards to you know investing? As an investor, yeah. what are things that you're looking at uh, in this very interesting time that that we live in, and what are some of the things that uh, that you think is important to take a look at as an investor? Well, you know, I, I, I guess first and foremost, I think uh, most people, including me, um, you know, I have a little bit of fear, right? I mean, it is it is a difficult time uh, to to actually be completely uh, brazen. In. I mean, frankly, we talked uh, offline, you and I, before that we had about 15 years here of an unparalleled upside market. And if you think about somebody who came into this space uh, and when they're 25 years old and started investing, all they've seen uh, in the entire time of their investing life has been an upside market. So for the first time in, in their lives, they may have experienced the loss of capital. And um, that is a very interesting thing, right? Because um, psychologically, we're not wired for that right now. We're, we think that it's abnormal to actually have, a, uh, have lost money. And so people experiencing money loss for the first time think that that, um, and of course, it's not, you know, it's, we never want to lose money, but it happens. When you invest long enough, you're going to lose money. And so I think the challenge is for people to accept that and to get into a mind frame where they learn some lessons, they recalibrate and get ready for the next cycle. Um, you know, when I look at 2024, to me, that is equivalent to, you know, 2010. And I think people who got over their fears of the financial meltdown of 2008 and 9 and started capitalizing in 2010, they did extremely well. Uh, but a lot of people were too scared and they didn't get into the get into the thing until things got frothy again. So I think that's uh that's uh, positionally that's where I I think we are. Now that being said, I also don't think it's a, a time to just go and start buying everything. I think it's a time for looking for opportunities. We've done a uh, we used to, you know, we've done a lot of real estate in my group 
Uh, we didn't buy, uh, we were buying an apartment complex maybe every month. And then we didn't buy anything for about 18 months. And, and we finally found something that was good. And I think we're going to find some things uh, coming up. But I think if you're investing in those things, it needs to be compelling because the alternative uh, is things that are relatively pretty darn safe that are yielding pretty well, right? I mean, you could invest in bonds, you could invest in, uh, you know, you could invest in a CD and still get 5%, right? So yeah. you, you want to have something that is 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 uh, pretty compelling if you're going to do something that's not conservative. And by the way, um, as you and I both are big fans of, of uh, life insurance uh, products, I mean, I think when I think of the conservative, but you know, but but um, I would say risk adjusted. It's hard to beat life insurance when you look at that space of like you know bonds, CDs, stuff like that. Because not only do you have the benefits of 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 the uh, you know the opportunity uh, of the profit itself, but you also have a whole lot of other benefits. It's it's like you know investing with benefits, right? That you've got a whole bunch yeah. of other things that go along with it. So, so I think like you, I think it's, um, you know, looking at it as, you know, uh, what is smart money doing? Mostly right now, smart money is waiting for 2024. That's what they're doing. And they're investing in bonds. And that's what most people are doing. And similarly, I think in our situation, a lot of people are holding on cash. I would say, you know, if it's me, I would generally go with the banking uh, models and the insurance banking models because it's a safer way. It's a more profitable way. Uh, and then wait for your opportunities and pounce when they come and try to be rational. And that's the hard part in, in a volatile market. The banking system is in the process of collapsing. Seven banks have already gone under and 10 banks have been downgraded by rating agencies and 11 have been placed on a watch list by the same rating agencies. This is the beginning. There are bail-in provisions in place for banks, and there are similar bail-in provisions in place for brokerage accounts, qualified plans, and retirement accounts. If you're looking to protect your capital and have guaranteed access to your capital to buy assets at a significant discount in the coming years, you have options. If you're looking to protect your retirement and retire tax-free, you have options. If you're looking for certainty in a world full of uncertainty, and if you're looking for guarantees in a world with zero guarantees, you have options. You still have time to reposition capital into your own bank and your own banking system. You can learn how the ultra-wealthy and ultra-high net worth are positioning their capital to protect it from the coming chaos in 2024 and be able to access it to capitalize on opportunities during and after the chaos by watching a 30-minute webinar at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Because of the interest rate environment that benefits savings vehicles, you can get a very, very good, like decent return right now of just holding on to cash, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it does have to be something extremely compelling. I mean, uh, that's kind of the approach that I've taken uh, for the last, what is it now? Eight, almost 24 months Yeah, where it's like life insurance policies, it's sitting in there 
And there's nothing that compels me enough to, to yeah. take, you know, uh, yeah. the loan uh, against the cash value to to go invest. And in the meantime, it's just sitting there, growing, guaranteed with dividends on top of it, and then you get to collateralize it. So right. uh, you don't have to chase any deals right now. Um, right. You could wait until until they start. The right ones come along, right? Right. Absolutely. And you know, I think the other thing is, um, you know, trying to kind of let the economy um, declare itself a little bit. It's really hard to yep. understand what's happening. Um, you know, that uh, it, it's funny because, um, you know, real estate investors uh, have seen, uh, see this right now as a, as a very uh, a difficult market. And, and, you know, that there's been a little bit of a bloodbath and probably will be more so in 2024. But, um, you know, the big the, the numbers that flash up when we normally look at that, which is unemployment and GDP, uh, I mean, it, 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 you know, you have a presidential election happening right now. And was Joe Biden saying that the economy is great, right? I mean, look at this. It's a record. He's extremely low unemployment. You have GDP growth. Inflation's coming down, stuff like that. But I think the problem is that um, there's, this, there's this huge distortion in terms of what the numbers flashing up on the screen are, and what people are actually experiencing, and um, and and I think I, I the way I've thought about this before is that you know we're looking at this market and we're looking at the economy like we used to, like we're driving like a, a old diesel fuel car, and we're looking at some, making sure we're not running out of gas. But in reality, we're in an electric car world, so we're looking at the the, the wrong indicators, um, and so. The challenge is, is figuring out like, you know, how this is all going to shake out. And I think in the meantime, what you do is you, you know, you just be rational. Uh, you, you have your opportunities and uh, you deploy when that happens. But uh, I think the the fact that you've got these insurance products, which I know you're a huge advocate for, and so am I, uh, that have really withstood some of the most volatile markets in our, in our history. I mean, the Great Depression and hyperinflation and all that uh, should give you some uh, sense that those those types of products are really a, a, a strong play right now. Yeah, uh, certainty in an uncertain world and then building up a war chest to to capitalize on on right. opportunities. Um, so could you elaborate a little bit on the, the real estate market? So you were saying that there's already like a little bit of carnage, obviously the interest rates have really done yeah. some damage there too. Uh, what are you seeing right now? And what are you seeing in some of the markets that um, that's on your radar and that, yeah. that uh, you and your group have invested in? Yeah, so so we have done very little in the last, you know, uh, 20, 18, 20 months or so. We finally have an opportunity. We just, we just are closing on an opportunity here right now uh, at the end of the year. But, you know, the biggest thing is, of course, um, is interest rates, right? I mean, Listen, interest rates went up at, uh, you know, in, in terms of the the slope at which interest rates went up, it's never been it's never been that high. Not even in the 1980s, absolute numbers went up higher, but the slope of increase of interest rates never went up that fast. And what was happening was that, um, you know, towards the end of the the last cycle, which I again would say maybe 20 months ago. Um, a lot of the debt that was out there was, you know, bridge loans, right? 
and they're all floating. And there's a lot of floating debt in this space. And people might wonder why in the world you would use floating debt in, in low interest rate environments anyway, right? But the answer to that is that typically what would happen is um, uh, in if you have, for example, uh, if you've if you've locked in at a low rate, and you're you're doing a three year turnaround, and then you have like debt like Fannie Fannie Freddie debt, and rates go up a lot. Um, first of all, that's not a good thing for you. But uh, the the prepayment penalty becomes huge, right? And that's what people were trying to avoid. Now, in hindsight, that probably wouldn't have been such a bad thing, right? But at the time, I think people didn't even realize maybe they were underwriting for some increases in rates, but they weren't they weren't looking at rates going up from almost zero to, you know, to where they went, right? So that I think that's that's really what happened. Um the commercial side of that, which is, you know, office on this been completely demolished completely demolished. And and I have to tell you, I'm surprised that a lot of the uh, regional banks, a lot more regional banks didn't go out because most of that debt is held by regional banks. It's not held by big banks or uh, Freddie or Fannie and stuff like that. But in multifamily, yeah. the issue became an issue of uh, rate caps, right? So if you have floating debt, you typically were also buying uh, cap rate insurance. So you're you're buying this insurance that assures that if interest rates were to exceed a certain amount, uh, you you know you wouldn't have to pay that extra uh, that extra interest. And the problem is that those cap rate insurance are expiring, right? And those things that were costing thirty thousand dollars at the time are now worth and now they're costing a million bucks to renew. Right. So that is creating a massive cash flow crunch. And that's a tricky thing. That's a very, very tricky thing because you got to get people to say, hey, you know, uh, the interest rate environment is going to probably improve. Everybody says it's going to improve. Do I, I can't say for sure. Uh, but, you know, there, that's resulting in some capital calls. And again, people are not used to this. This is very, very unusual time. Right. Uh, and, right. and so that's kind of what what's what's been happening now on the flip side of that. There, as you can imagine, that's going to lead to a lot of opportunities because people are not going to meet those. Uh, they're not going to pay for the cap rate insurance and those are expiring. Lots of them are expiring in, tw- in the, this next year. And what's going to happen is uh, there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of property that goes on sale and uh, it's going to be steep discounts. And, um, you know, I think that's going to probably happen in 2024. I think that's going to really help get this market back into shape because right now there's very little liquidity as well, because people are not selling because they can't get what they want. And therefore there's, you know, there's very little on the market anyway. Right. So that makes it like, Right now is like the absolute worst time to sell because, because not only do you have these interest rates are high, um, but like if you're selling, everybody knows you're in massive distress. 
So, you know, I guess, I guess those who are able to survive till 25, um, I think are going to do pretty well. Um, by the way, that is a mantra across the board for real estate and the big operators is to survive to 25. Yeah, this is very, very interesting. So you had all this capital come into real estate and at very low interest rates. Yep. You know, you had your 2020 kind of the 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 faucets open up. Yep. Yep. And the market was flooded and yep. everybody was fighting with each other with deals at that stage because you know, I remember in you and I conversations, people were like, Well, where do you put money right now? And real estate was a great one. Um to put money for for many different reasons at the time and now a lot of the folks that had rate caps to kind of ease the tension on this interest rate spike that's expiring yeah and now that same underwriting with i mean if they cannot if they cannot buy another rate cap that's going to lead to a lot of sales and and like you mentioned if you're selling you're distressed so the buyer knows that too right so from a negotiation standpoint you're climbing into a boxing ring with both hands tied behind your back, yep. getting ready to you know take a couple yeah. of punches, right? Hundred percent. And I think that's what I think a lot of people need to kind of understand is that you know whatever they can do to hold on to property right now, they should hold on to property. It's like the absolute worst time to sell. Um, and again, the flip side of that is be ready to buy, even if even if you've lost money. Right. Like I lost money in this market. But on the other hand, I look at it and I say, well, all right, I might have lost money, but here's my chance to make a lot more money because other people are losing money too. And I'm going to capitalize on, you know, the things that that are happening to them. And and that's what that's what the best investors over time uh understand. They don't they don't just sit on their hands and and you know get scared by the whole situation. You got to be rational. You got to know that this was an unusual 15-year bull market. You lost money for the first time, maybe. And that's okay. You lost money for the first time. You know, it'll probably happen again. But hopefully by the time it happens again, you hopefully you made a bunch of money already. You know? So so I I think that's the way to look at it. Looking at in, uh, investing rationally is very difficult. Um and it's also, you know, along that lines, you've talked about this before. It's there's lessons to be learned, right? To try to identify a frothy market. Uh, you talked about crypto and you know the you know Larry David doing commercials and things like that. And people didn't recognize that yep. as froth, right? That is enormous amounts of froth. Like you understand froth. Yep. And so one of the lessons maybe in in multifamily real estate is. If, you know, if it looks like the lending is, if, if you're basically stuck with bridge debt, maybe it's time to get out and sell. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the lesson. I don't know. Or maybe the lesson is fixed debt isn't so bad because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's like rate cap insurance anyway, you know, that, so there's lots of ways to look at it, but I think learning from your mistakes, moving on. And taking advantage of 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 what happens next, I think these things are really important. I want to acknowledge one of our sponsors. Are you ready to ride the wave of success in the booming car wash industry? Tommy's Express Car Wash is the cutting edge brand that is revolutionizing the way we clean vehicles. Demand for top notch, state of the art tunnel car wash is skyrocketing. 
Institutions are diving in head first, and the real asset investor is already a step ahead. They have a world-class operations team, and they're building a portfolio of Tommy's Express car washes that's on track to become one of the largest privately owned car wash portfolios in the United States. The margins on a stabilized Tommy's Express car wash are incredible, and accredited investors have the chance to join them on their adventure. Dave Zook, the founder and CEO of The Real Asset Investor and his team are thrilled to share opportunities like Tommy's Car Wash with accredited investors that boost your cash flow, unlocks massive tax benefits, and get you set up for a lucrative exit just a few years from now. To learn more about the opportunities offered by The Real Asset Investor, you can reach out to them at info at therealassetinvestor.com. That's info at therealassetinvestor.com. Yeah, I just wanted to stay too cash. If you so if you're an investor right now, um, number one, cash is gonna help you in times of need, right? A capital call, it's gonna help yeah. you fix certain investments. And even for the even for the smaller invest investors that have a ton of you know, let's just say single family properties or property or property there, a duplex and Airbnb and so forth. It's going to help you maintain that and survive. Yeah. Uh, where, um, and then also position you to, to capitalize on positions. So I think like being liquid is, is, is really good right now, uh, in, in times of uncertainty, right? So as, as you mentioned, um, and the other thing that I would also just share and, and learn that, that this is part of the process. So like you mentioned, people have already, there's been people that have lost money and and if, if you started in 2012 or you know 2010 <laughs> yeah. uh you've had one heck of a run so turn uh, learn the lessons and then you know look at look at the opportunities that that are coming on the uh coming on the horizon um so you see 2024 as as an opportunity like a, a year that will bring a ton of opportunity into the markets do you think interest rates eventually where where do you see that and and from all the interesting people that you've talked to, where where do you see that going? Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly no economist, but I think it. I boy, it, across the board, um, the economists that I that I interview um, think that rates are coming down. Right? I mean, across the well, we're seeing them come down. You know, we're seeing we're we're seeing we're seeing uh, uh, you know ten year treasuries come down and things like that. So so I think that. Um, there is enough, I think, global uh, issues that those uh, those interest rates probably will continue to drop a little bit. And I think that that probably will help um, this market to start to become more liquid, too. And hopefully that'll help with the recovery. I don't think those those I think the days of, you know, those extremely low near zero types interest rates are that's not that's not where we're headed back but i do think that there's some halfway medium i think right now rates are high it's making it difficult for businesses and if you look at like corporate bankruptcies they're actually at sort of the same level they were in 2009 and 2010 in terms of llcs and things like that right now so lending does need to become a little bit easier it really does and so I do think we're going to see some of that. I think that'll create a little bit more liquidity in the market. And I think the combination of slightly lower rates 
and um, some assets that are distressed are going to help recalibrate uh, this market in 2024. And so that's two things. I think people will be able to buy things on sale in 2024. There's also a tremendous amount of, uh, of, of, of money on the sidelines right now that wants to get in. And I think that's going to that's gonna get deployed a lot in 2024. And then I think if you, on, on the flip side of it, if you're holding on to stuff and you can hold on to it until 2025, you might actually experience some level of froth again because of the amount of money that's going to be deployed. So that's kind of like my, uh, you know, non-economist sort of, maybe it's a little hopeful, but I kind of have a feeling that that, that might happen based on the confluence yep. of different uh, things out there right now. Um. So, and this has been very interesting to see, like, your holistic approach to wealth, Vox. So you started, <laughs> <laughs> you started in the medical uh, space, um, and you you transition over into the world of finance and investing, um, and you have taken a step, kind of full circle, going back into yeah. the medical space. Uh, could you please tell me about that evolution, and then what are you up to? I know you've got an exciting uh, podcast focusing. Uh, on on health that you want to share as well. Well, you know what happened uh, here. Here's the, here's really what happened. So in 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 uh, 2020 or like wait, as soon as lockdown happened, unfortunately, like my marriage fell apart, and I you know I ended up getting divorced. And uh, here here I was in my uh, mid 40s, and I was about 20 pounds, 30 pounds overweight. I never really paid attention to how I looked anymore. And I was like, what happened? That was like, you know, 14 years and boom, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like a middle-aged guy who's out of shape. And I'm like, all of a sudden thinking about time and about, you know, about living longer and all this kind of stuff. And so I had plenty of time. Uh, you know, we weren't doing a lot of real estate. We weren't doing it. So I really dove into the health and wellness space. And along that lines, got really interested in longevity science. Now, I I was a biochemistry geek uh, in, in, in college. I was a biochemistry and molecular biology guy. And um, in really, really... Uh, uh, really deeply ingrained in that space. And so um, what I thought was absolutely remarkable was the strides that have been made in laboratory science, in the science of not only um, slowing down aging, but actually age reversal. And it, I, it was completely mind-blowing, okay? And the next thing you know, I'm getting like that old biochemistry geek got super riled up. And I'm like, people got to know about this stuff. Because here was my theory, is that based on what I'm seeing in the science and based on the, um, uh, you know, the literature that's out there and where we're at right now, I think the, that there is not a low probability that in the next 15 years to 20 years, we could be in a situation where age does become a completely, does have a completely different meaning. 
Whereas chronological age may no longer have relevance and that entirely it becomes an issue of biological age. And um, there are some theories, you know, and I don't know that I would go this far quite yet, but of the essentially uh, being able to, to wipe out disease processes and all that kind of thing on an ongoing basis uh, and potentially even to reverse age in perpetuity. So if that happens and say that happens in the next 15, 20 years, right? So somebody who's middle-aged right now, what do you got to do to get there? <laughs> because if you're too if you're too messed up by then, there's not it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. If you're already coming in 20 years from now and you're like on and you're halfway in the grave, no, you, you, it's not going to help. But if you come in here in 20 years and all of a sudden you've got all this technology and you're in good health, you've really optimized what you got. This might be a, a this might be something that really could apply to you. So that is what I got really interested. In. So I've been podcasting about. It. I started another podcast. I started about six months ago. It's called Sapio S A P I O uh, with Buck Joffrey. And uh, I wrote a little guidebook, a little intro book called Living Longer for Busy People, because we're all busy. And this is a rabbit hole of uh, of enormous size. I mean, if, if we're going to go down the rabbit hole of wealth, this is a never ending rabbit hole with so much information and misinformation. Uh, and what I found was in this space that the majority of people who were talking about this were not physicians. And so I was like, Dude, that's a problem. We have to get. We actually, you know, we uh, we need people in this space who actually can look at the literature and not give you uh, bad advice, or at least curate advice things that are out there. So that's what that's what Sapio is about. So in this book, that uh, it's only like forty pages long, but it's called Living Longer. Uh, for busy people, you can download it at sapiopodcast.com. It's it's just a ebook. Um, I kind of run through what we know right now, the low hanging fruit uh, that that can help you get to that fifteen to twenty year point. For example, I mean, I would just say right now, cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, stroke, number one cause of death uh, out there. Uh, with what we already know. And what you can potentially do, you shouldn't die of cardiovascular disease. I mean, that is, I mean, and, and I'm telling you, this is a physician. We know enough yeah. right now that if you intervene early and you try to keep track of things, you should not die in, 20, in, the, in the times that we live. If you don't have cardio, cardiovascular disease now, you should never die of cardiovascular disease. And people are, don't know that. They don't know that. And they don't know that some of these things that I'm talking about are not that challenging. So that's really kind of what, what the show is about. I want to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors, Penumbra Solutions. Live Settlements Investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. If you're an accredited investor, 
you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing live settlement investments, Penumbra Solutions at CashflowNinja.com forward slash life settlements. That's CashflowNinja.com forward slash life settlements. The password to access that webinar is Penumbra all lowercase. No, it's been fascinating to see it. I mean, there's over 50 episodes already. You're just <laughs> yeah. knocking them out. So yeah. I can tell that you're very excited about this and and just, you know, you're really immersing yourself uh, into this. So it's been a, it's been interesting to, to see that. And to your point, like, I mean, like if you really think about it, right, we talk about money and business and investing and all that stuff. But I mean, like without your health, really? Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's, I mean, it, it's kind of like, uh, so I'm going to be this, you know, person that has all these issues, health issues, but you have a mountain of money like Scrooge McDuck. It's not going to mean anything for you, right? So it's like yeah. the balance of having it all, having great health that will lead to longevity. And then, of course, having having the wealth side, the financial wealth as well, right? Yeah, it is. And, and you know, the thing about it is that, like, I think I think when people get into this space initially and they start thinking about health and wellness and longevity, they think about extremes, right? And I think that's the big turnoff. But what I what I've found is like, you know, there's a lot of little things. We just have so much technology right now that if people just knew about it, you know, they they I mean, I would honestly say if somebody in general, if just looking at some of the basic principles and some of the basic concepts in my book, if they started using those, if they're not already doing those probably add a couple of years on your life, good years on your life right there. And they're about nutrition. They're about various types of exercise. There's even, you know, uh, like genetic testing and things like that. Let me give you one anecdote. We call this medicine 3.0, which is just getting ahead of things and understanding that it's not always about playing defense. It's about playing offense as well. So yeah. I have a, a genetic mutation called, uh, it, it's in the gene called the MTHFR gene. And long story short, this makes my homocysteine levels kind of go up a little bit. Not higher homocysteine levels are associated with higher levels of cardiovascular disease, neurodegenerative disease, all sorts of stuff, mortality. And um, so all I had to do to reverse this problem was to take a, a methylfolate, a B vitamin. That's all. It, but if I'd not, never known that, I couldn't have just fixed that problem. It's that easy, right? Now, that mutation, by the way, 30% of the population, 30% of the population has that mutation, right? Wow. So again, that is just one example of this medicine 3.0 thing, which I think once you go down the rabbit hole and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge you to, you go read, you, I want you to go through some of these things and I want you to, to tell me what you think, but it's, you look at it and you're like, wow, this isn't really hard. And why isn't somebody telling me this? And and that's what you're getting. That's what's happening. So, yeah, it's there's some folks in my network that do the what the what do you call it the executive or CEO yeah, kind yeah. of like workup every year, medical and stuff, where they really yeah. get in, get in there and get yeah. all the testing done and so forth. And they're very much into this kind of stuff too. It's it's fascinating. And I know I'm I've been part of the strategic coach kind of community. Dan yeah. Sullivan's talked about that kind sure. of stuff and longevity sure. and Peter Diamandes. 
Yeah. So it's fascinating, fascinating space. I mean, you could, like I like you mentioned, it's a rabbit hole. It's a it's a rabbit <laughs> it's hole. It's a rabbit right? hole, right? Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Buck. Um, where um you'd mention you'd mention the podcast. Um, but anything else that you want to leave our audience with, and then just uh just share where folks can follow you, stay and yeah. stay informed of all of the many things you're involved with. Yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, the financial stuff, uh, this is, you know, like a decade of stuff to, uh, of content just like you. And that's all at wealthformula.com. Wealthformula podcast available everywhere you find, uh, you know, the cash flow ninja himself there. Um, probably, probably you're in more places than me because you're, you're all over the place. But, um, and then, and then the new podcast, which again, I, I, I would encourage people to listen to because really I'm doing this. I mean, I'm I'm only losing money on this <laughs> this endeavor, but it's really fun, and I just think that the more people I can kind of reach on this, the better because I think the message is a good one, which is like you know it's not that hard to take uh, your health issues into your own hands and change them with fairly minimal effort and to live longer and healthier. So that's at sapio s a p i o podcast dot com. There's also that book, Living Longer for uh, Busy People, that you can just download there. That's right now in a first edition. Um, it's probably gonna, I'm probably gonna have a second edition and ultimately it'll be on Amazon. But right now I'm just throwing up my ideas as quick as possible so that people can take advantage of those. So awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show and sharing your insights uh, and your knowledge and always providing so much value for my listeners and viewers. Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much to all of my listeners and viewers for spending your most valuable resource, your time, once again with me on the show. Everything Cashflow Ninja is at CashflowNinja.com. That's CashflowNinja.com. Until next time, live infinitely. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.